we're going to find Deadpool boxers. Amazon. We're going to find edible Rosie O'Donnell underwear. Amazon. We're going to get an industrial-sized tubo lube. Amazon. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. I'm rubbing it. In the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, hadron collider and nuclear bomb tested and approved doomsday bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man. Hey, guy. Hello, good sir. All right. Here we are. It's Thanksgiving. Just kidding. Uh, it's 2022, Dave, and Joe Biden is officially the worst fake president we've ever had in the history of the world. Yes, he is. All right, what do you want to start with? Okay, we'll start with this. Okay, what we got here? We're going to buy a bag. All right, I love bags. Wrong. Headline, Brian Laundrie admitted to killing Gabby Petito in notebook entry, FBI reveals. I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> Literally the first fucking thing I thought when I saw the headline. I was like, oh, so you just don't want to have to keep investigating what actually happened. Yeah. So basically, let's read this article. I'm sure you know where it's going. Brian Laundrie admitted he killed girlfriend Gabby Petito in a notebook entry he wrote shortly before he took his own life, the FBI revealed Friday in its final report on the case. Laundrie also sent text messages between his and Petito's cell phones in the days after Petito was strangled to death last summer in an attempt to deceive law enforcement by giving the impression Ms. Petito was still alive, the FBI Denver said in its final investigative update on the case. All logical investigative steps have been concluded in the case, FBI Denver Division Special Agent in Charge Michael Schneider said in a statement. The investigation did not identify any other individuals other than Brian Laundrie directly involved in the tragic death of Gabby Petito. The FBI's primary focus throughout the investigation was to bring justice to Gabby and her family, Schneider uh, said. Oh, I say Schneider earlier? You did earlier, but don't. Schneider. It said Schneider in the first one. Oh, okay, so I read it right. Yeah. So maybe it's, it's either Schneider or Schneider, whichever one. his name. The public's role in helping us in this endeavor was invaluable as the investigation was covered in the media around the world. On behalf of the FBI, I want to express my deepest appreciation to the public for the thousands of tips that were provided during the investigation and to our local state and federal law enforcement partners for their work throughout the investigation. Oh, it's good to show pictures of the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Richard Stafford, an attorney for the Petito family, thanked the FBI and its victim services. We truly appreciate the FBI's diligent and painstaking efforts in this extremely complicated case, Stafford said in a statement. The quality and quantity of the facts and information collected by the FBI leave no doubt the Brian Laundrie murder that that 
leaving no doubt it should say that Brian Laundry murdered Gabby. Mm-hmm. It says the Brian Laundry murdered Gabby. Mm-hmm. Why don't they proofread? It's For like, fuck's sake. Time. Um So there's the notebook in a picture here. He's seen writing in a notebook. I don't see him writing in a notebook. I see him opening an apple. Yeah, he's kind of an apple. Well, this was obviously a picture Gabby probably took when they were out, but they're what they're implying is this was the notebook. The notebook that they supposedly found and yada, yada, yada. Um, Stephen Bertolino, the lawyer for the Laundry family, issued a statement after the release of the FBI report. Gabby and Brian are no longer with their families, and this tragedy has caused enormous emotional pain and suffering to all who loved either or both of them, Bertolino wrote. We can only hope that with today's closure of the case, each family can begin to heal and move forward and find peace in and with the memories of their children. May Gabby and Brian both rest in peace. All right. Um, so, okay. And then it, then the article goes on to, you know, explain what happened, how they right. were, yada, yada, yada. So the, I'll just jump down to this a revolver backpack and the notebook were found near his body the fbi stated authorities determined he'd shot himself police had determined that between august 30th and september 1st laundry had used petito's debit card on his drive from wyoming to florida the report said so basically he uh he did what uh what's his name from uh, who was the guy um walsh yeah john walsh yeah. said which I believe John Walsh got that for me. Yeah. He killed himself. Yeah. Um, it isn't clear what the notebook entry said, but the FBI's review stated that it revealed written statements by Mr. Laundry claiming responsibility for Ms. Petito's death. Okay. Well, since we there's no other suspects in this case, and since there's nobody else that is, you know, other than the families, okay, this is what you're saying. Prove it. Show us the fucking picture well, of the entry in the notebook so that we can verify that it's his actual writing and that he wrote, I killed Gabby Petito. Otherwise, yeah. I'm not buying it. Well, Sorry. Let's, let's just go You're with, too correct, let's FBI. go with their official narrative. Revealed written statements by him claiming responsibility for her death. That doesn't mean he killed her. He just says, oh, I feel bad that I left you there and mm. someone raped and killed you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Had I not done that, had we have fucking... Like, he didn't... He could have wrote in that. Well, that's why I you want to I mean? see the actual Yeah, we'll never hate. see it. We'll never see it. Point is, they needed to close this case. Yep. They were getting too much fucking pressure to close it, so they had to... Oh, well, he's dead now, so we'll just say he did it. I mean, it makes sense. I do think he probably did strangle her. But I'm not completely sold on the fact that he was, that, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, they they never did uh, talk about her having been raped or anything, though. So right. I don't know. Uh, did he shoot himself in the head? I don't know. Sometimes pussies like that can't actually yeah, do it. Can't actually do it. Yeah. And remember all that weird shit where they were out searching, searching, searching. His parents were fucking trying to evade, not really help mm-hmm. her. And then all of a sudden, one day, his dad decided, "Oh, they're going to go out there and help." Yep. Randomly, and then 
goes right there. Takes them right to the fucking spot. Yeah. Bullshit. I think they knew the kid was out there. I think they knew he was still alive. I think he had been there, like, hiding out. He might have... I still kind of wonder if he was up in the Appalachians and then came back. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a weird case, yeah. but since we had covered it, I figured we needed to... Quote-unquote, end it? Cover the ending of it, you know? Yeah, and what if the dad fucking killed him? Dad was pissed off. I don't know. You know, it seems a little. My my thought is maybe they've been they were in contact with him the whole time. He had a burner phone or something. They were in contact, and well, they both he would said, have had burners. That's what I'm saying. They both had burner phones. You know, he bought them or whatever, and he was saying some shit that scared the mom. And said, "I think she's going to kill him, so we better go. We better go find him and let's get him some help or whatever." Maybe that's why they said, "Oh, he's right here," because it was the very next day they found him dead. So that's my guess. Maybe they were in contact. He might have said some shit, you know. I'm just gonna kill myself. I'd be better off, you know. Oh no, don't do that. Don't do that. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna fucking do it. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Oh. I, I don't know. Either way, that's done. It's too bad because uh, you know, she could have been something. Yeah. He was a piece of shit, but she could have been something. All right. Yeah. Moving on. All right. So I think we'll jump into this. We'll jump into this. All right. Um, so I'm not sure in terms of how things are getting released, but we had mentioned this in a rock Vegas. I don't know if this episode comes out after that or before that. I don't know. I don't really give a shit. Don't matter. But if it does go in line, then you would have heard us talk about it. The video is from a uh, guy named Greg Reese. It's, Less than five minutes. And basically, the title of the video is Evidence that U.S. Government Targeted Red States with Deadly Batches of Vaccine. So, sorry. The video came in really loud there. Let me turn it down just a tad. And uh, so, just to reiterate. Evidence that U.S. Government Targeted Red States with Deadly Batches of Vaccine. Are you, you're right now, you're saying, What? You ready? I am. Let's watch this fucking video. Ex-head of respiratory research at Pfizer, Mike Yeadon, and researchers including Craig Cooper, have sourced VAERS data on vaccine death and injury in the U.S., a database of over 700,000 adverse reactions caused by the Moderna, Pfizer, and Janssen vaccines. These vaccines have been deployed in different batches, officially referred to as LOTS. This has allowed Yeadon's team to back-engineer Big Pharma's COVID-19 vaccine deployment agenda in the U.S. All their information is published at HowBadIsMyBatch.com and HowBad.info. And what we learn is quite telling. About 0.5% of all the different batches are highly toxic resulting in hospitalization, disability, and death within days or weeks of injection. Other batches cause minimal adverse reactions and most appear to be harmless placebos. When plotting on a timeline, we can see that these three companies have been working together to quietly monitor the lethal effectiveness of specific deadly batches. While one company is deploying a lethal batch, the other two deploy harmless ones 
creating the scientific environment to perform dose range finding, or the maximum tolerated dose for each specific batch. The timeline shows that each lethal batch deployment is preceded and followed by a quiet period, allowing them time to establish their baseline before the next deadly batch is deployed. Private leaked documents from the CDC show a list of expiry dates, and only certain lots are included. The very same lots found to be highly toxic in Parta Cooper's database. Which makes sense. There would be no reason to list expiration dates for saline placebo. Only the deadly ones. This mode of deployment allows governments the ability to direct deadly batches into specific populations, such as red states. Analysis of the number of dying per 100,000 vaccinated in 50 states shows us that the overwhelming majority of vaccine deaths are happening in red states. Some red states are experiencing 11 times more vaccine deaths than other states. On average, red states are experiencing twice the amount of vaccine death and injuries than blue states. After ruling out other possibilities, Parta Cooper concluded that this can only be due to the fact that red states received at least twice as much of the lethal batches than blue states did. Among several other crimes, they are tipping the scales of the democratic process by killing people who voted against the New World Order's woke, build back better, great reset. While at the same time, endlessly flooding the borders with unvaccinated foreigners. And it's happening right now. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. What do you think about that? That's fucked up, man. Now I want to look at my fucking vaccine. Do you have your card? I have a picture of it. All right. Well, let's go to howbadismybatch.com. Okay. I just got to scroll and find it real quick here. Let's see. So, who is your... Modern. Okay. You want to just show me? So we don't have people, like, trying to, like, fuck with your shit? There's the first one. All right, it's not found. (laughs) Not in the 5,000 most toxic. Good. Look at the second one. <laughs> All right. Hit clear and do it again just to make sure. Yeah, as soon as All we. Right. All right. I'm good. So you're not in the. At least you're not in the top five thousand. So. There's a good chance you're good to go, buddy. Now, here, so everybody, go to howbadismybatch.com, and you can select your provider. This is if you have the vaccine. Select the provider of the vaccine, and then type in the code, which should be on your vaccine card, your papers, and uh, check it out. So let's see here. Okay, I'm, I'm just doing something real quick here. 
Hit clear again, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Fucking A. Fucking A, you're right, doggy. Hmm. Uh-oh. No, it's not exact. No, it's one I just looked up could here. Could be missing a number. Maybe it's bullshit, or maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe. Like, maybe the, uh... But then again, too. Maybe the code on there <laughs> isn't real. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but, if we look at it, we're both in blue states. I think generally, well, Illinois is definitely a blue state. Well, going by that other video that he had, my state was blue on there little diagram okay well yeah because of the last election yeah they swung it blue through their cheating but mm-hmm. we both thing. know yeah. overall the state of illinois and the state of wisconsin our respective states mm-hmm. are republican yeah. or red i guess you could say yeah. um that's interesting well, i feel a little better <laughs> well, at least you got a a good patch buddy yeah. Um, I am curious. I'd like to, like, uh, there's, you know, it's funny because a lot of people, like, post their vaccine cards. I kind of want to, like, scroll back through and, like, look at theirs, type them in. And if they're in one of those bad batches, like, well, let them no. know, like, by the way, yeah. um, you're probably going to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fucked up, wouldn't it? Um, but anyways, if you want. Go to HowBadIsMyBatch.com and check for yourself. Um, I wonder if, like, say, <laughs> a friend of mine or relative of mine wants to get the batch, if they can go find out what batch they're going to get first and then search it before mm, they get. Yeah. I wonder if you could do that. Like, you could, like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm going to CVS to get mine. You can ask them, what batch is this and who's the maker? And they're yeah. like, oh, it's, it's Moderna and it's yada, yada, yada. And, okay, so then... You, you know, you type that in real quick while they're on the phone with them, and you're like, "Okay, I'll come get your vet because right. it's not in the fucking oh, lethal." It is, yeah. It's interesting that they've been able to compile a a thing. So, like, the ADRs is how many people got it? I think so. from that batch, right? Yeah. So then, like, this batch here, it's three thousand four hundred twelve people got the from that batch. 48 people died, 51 people were disabled, and 37 had life-threatening illnesses. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's interesting how they would have been able to fucking... Um, Track it. Oh, wait, and that's just, under, that's just one. under Pfizer. Right. If you go under Moderna, you know, 90 deaths on this one, 39 disabilities, 35 life-threatening. Janssen, you know, it's... I'm surprised it's just those three. We don't have Johnson and Johnson on here, and we don't have uh, what was the other one? There's like five, wasn't there? Oh, uh, yeah. Jansen, I've actually never heard of. Yeah. So unless Jansen's a, I wonder why Johnson and Johnson's not on there. I don't know. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they're not. They weren't doing the same thing. I don't know. The study maybe only was checking those three. Yeah. Had you ever heard of Jansen before today? No. I mean, either. 
I wonder if Jansen is the Johnson Johnson actual company name. Mm, could be. I don't know. Mm. But it'd be fucked up if you like got yours. You're like, oh, I'm going to check this and hear this one. You know. Mm-hmm. But really, if you do 2,500 people, 35 deaths, what's the percent on that? Do the math real quick. Because it seems like a pretty kind of low percentage. You know what I mean? So basically what they're tying is from the vaccine, they're they're saying the vaccine caused 35 deaths, 31 disabilities. 8%. So 8% of people that got that batch. That ain't even right. 10% would be 250. So that can't be right. So you do... So how do you do that math? Do you do... 35 divided by 2511? Is that how you do it? I'm really bad with this kind of shit. Once we figure it out, then I'm like... Yeah, 2500... Or 35 divided by 2511 is 0.01. So... If you bring the decimal point over... It's 1%, right? Yeah, I think it's 1%. So like I said, ten percent would be so basically two hundred and fifty. Five percent would be one hundred and twenty-five. Yeah, so it's it's one percent of people that got that batch have died. One mm-hmm. percent have gotten a disability, and then you know About probably 2%. maybe two percent have life-threatening illness. Now mm-hmm. here's the thing: if you add up thirty-five plus thirty-one plus fifty-one, that's a total of one hundred and seventeen. You know, you take the one seventeen divided by the amount now you're at four percent right don't you you always bring the decimal point over two right yep so you're at four percent of people that got that particular batch at least according to this jansen one now i think the one that had the worst was um was moderna so now this one but see also more people got that one look at the amount of people that got that one so if you take 90 Divided by forty nine eleven, you're still at one percent, almost two because it's point zero one eight three. So if you went over two, you're at one point eight percent. So you're almost two percent with deaths. Now, if you take the ninety plus the thirty nine disabilities plus the thirty five, you're at one hundred sixty four. One hundred sixty four divided by forty nine eleven, you're at three percent. So 3% of people. So relatively low, even still. Right. It, but but still. what's interesting is... That's just one batch, though. That's one batch. So now if you take... All of them. All of these batches. But each time you... So if you just take the first... The, the top 10 bad batches in deaths, mm-hmm. but you also have to add the top 10 in terms of overall people, but then you have to add the disabilities and the life-threatening. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think overall you're going to end up about the same percent. It'll be close. You know, out of, say, 50,000 people, you're still at 3% of those mm-hmm. roughly died. Or 1% died, 1% got disability, and 1% got life-threatening. For an overall of 3% total had something. Mm-hmm. And when, I mean, not to downplay this at all, but like, 
it doesn't seem that bad. I mean, unless you, once again, have pre-existing conditions, you're probably going to be okay. Right. So, but the point is, more so than anything, is that they were able to track this, that bad batches were being sent specifically mm-hmm. to red states as opposed to blue states. Yeah. Why would we do that? Well, that and that's the fucked up part, is that they're doing that. Like, like that that means there's there's clear intent yeah, like to uh, to give a certain group of people something that has a say a higher percentage it might be a 0.01% for Illinois but in Texas it's a 3%. Mm-hmm. Well, 3% and 0.01% in those terms, there is a difference. Big difference. A, yeah. Quite a big difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like, you know, but it's like, the point is, it, it, they did that. Like, I don't know. It's it's kind of... Uh, Fucked up. It's interesting. Uh, to me, that's bioterrorism. That's yeah. warfare against... Our citizens, uh, yeah. the, the, This, their own fucking population. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um... Do you want to watch any of these other ones since we're on Yeah, the... scroll down some more. What else you got? What else you got? This guy does really good reports, so... Oh. Looks like it's trying to load some more here. 5G exacerbated COVID, huh? Where's that? The guy with the fucking oh, thing on the here? face, yeah. <coughs> you can watch that one. This is how we win. I'm curious about that one, too. All right. We've been saying 5G is bad. Yeah. Research conducted by Beverly Rubick from the College of Integrative Medicine and Health Sciences in California and Robert Brown from the Department of Radiology at Hammett Hospital in Pennsylvania, recently published online at NIH.gov, provides scientific evidence that 5G played a role in the COVID-19 pandemic. The authors began their research based on the correlation between COVID-19 and international communities that recently established 5G networks. COVID-19 began in Wuhan, China in December 2019, shortly after 5G had gone live on October 31st. Outbreaks soon followed in areas where 5G had been implemented. In May of 2020, Vladimir Mordachev reported a statistically significant correlation between the intensity of RF radiation and the mortality from SARS-CoV-2 in 31 countries throughout the world. Cases and deaths were statistically higher in states and major cities with 5G infrastructure. What the authors of this study found was that both 5G and COVID cause deleterious effects on red blood cells and reduced hemoglobin levels. They both cause oxidative stress, cellular damage, and organ damage. Low levels of 5G can compromise the immune system, and daily exposure produces immunosuppression or immune dysregulation, including hyperactivation. 5G exposure enhances the infectivity of COVID, 
and contributes to its inflammatory processes and thrombosis. Both 5G and COVID-19 can cause and complicate cardiac disorders. The authors present their work as evidence that 5G may have exacerbated the COVID pandemic by weakening host immunity and increasing SARS-CoV-2 virulence. Many of us reported on this over a year ago and were silenced as conspiracy theorists. Officially, we are told that 5G is necessary for the future Internet of Things, a world run by artificial intelligence in which humanity no longer matters. But why would we trust anything from these globalist criminal parasites? Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Nice quick little report there. Mm-hmm. Got caught with nuts in my mouth. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating some chocolate <laughs> peanuts here. I thought the report was supposed to be four minutes long. It was done at two minutes. I was like, oh, shit, I got yeah. fucking nuts in my mouth. Get that drop. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, right at the end of that video, they showed the like the AI, the mm-hmm. robot kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? Oh, fuck, what's it called? Um, where uh, humans they they they've done this like study where they have AI, like some sort of robot, whatever, and humans will actually so like have the, what is that Boston? research company or whatever the boston mechanics or something yeah. like that where they make those robots they have like the dog looking robot mm-hmm. and if you go up and or even like a human like one uh you go up and like kick over the robot it looks like a dog mm-hmm. if you're an animal lover in your brain even though it's a robot you'll feel bad for it like because if i went over and kicked over your dog either one you'd be you'd be mad at me Mm-hmm. And feel bad for your dog. Right. Like it's a sympathy and empathy that you're feeling for this thing. You feel that same thing with that thing that's not real. Like it doesn't feel it. it it's it's a fucking machine. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a game, you know, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. It's a program. Right. You know, it's there's nothing there's no brain. It's it's all a computer program where if you were to like not like say that we're in the matrix or that we're some sort of computer program too, we're like free thinking whatever all right um so if i were to do that to you or to your dog you would want to kill me and protect your dog Mm -hmm. well in the same way when people see like something like that happen to this robot dog they want to hurt the person that did that to the robot dog and help the robot dog and then there's this level of as they keep increasing the um, like of the likeness, let's say there's a human robot or human looking type robot, you know, but it's very like robotic, like it's very like whatever. And I go push that fucking robot down. You'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Why would you do that? And you'd want to like help the robot. up. You have this like built in empathy mm-hmm. as a human. And it, as they keep increasing the likeness, it reaches this certain point where it crosses over from you as a human, you can tell it's a robot to now I can't tell it's a robot. And all of a sudden this, this robot has become repulsive to you and you no longer feel that like empathy 
when that happens because you it's 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 I forget what this is fucking called, but it's this like really weird like study thing that they've found in humans that like we know it's a robot yet we feel empathy for it because mm-hmm. of the likeness. But once the likeness crosses a certain point and becomes as real looking as us, even though we know it's a robot, we all of a sudden are like, yeah, fuck off. Like, right. it, it's it's like this weird thing. Uh, uh, I, I, I saw something about it, and then Dr. Drew was talking about this thing, and this, how this, like, it's weird how our minds do that. And when I see, like, that robot, it made me think of that. Mm-hmm. I just can't remember what the fuck it's called. Um, well, I want to see how we win, because I'm curious if we actually can win how we do it. <laughs> well... What's going on with this fucking site? There we go. Now we can move on to the next topic if you want. So how do we win? I'm going to put nuts in my mouth again. That's As many win. of you may know, all of humanity is under a massive psychological warfare attack. And professor of clinical psychology, Matthias Desmet, who has studied the psychology of totalitarianism, has done an excellent job of explaining how we got here and how we win. In dictatorships, obedience comes from a basic fear of the dictator. But with totalitarianism, the people are hypnotized into obedience. In psychological terms, this mass hypnosis is known as mass formation. And totalitarianism always starts with a mass formation inside the population. A mass formation requires four conditions for it to take root. The masses must feel alone and isolated, and their lives must feel pointless and meaningless. These conditions have been growing for years with social media, mobile devices, and four years of massive division experienced during the Trump administration that made people on all sides feel more isolated. The masses then must experience constant free-floating anxiety, and they must experience free-floating frustration and aggression. This simply means there is no discernible source for the anxiety or aggression. And so the person begins to irrationally crave a remedy, no matter how absurd or destructive it may be. And these conditions were met in 2020 with the COVID lockdowns and the BLM riots. They are now ripe for hypnosis. And once they accept the experimental vaccines, they feel solidarity, which validates the whole thing for them, no matter how senseless. They are now changed, no longer rational. They become more intolerant and cruel. So how do we win? Studies have shown that about 25% of the population cannot be hypnotized and about 10% are highly susceptible to hypnosis. And Professor Desmet simplifies this even more for us. He says that 30% of people are now deeply hypnotized and have irrationally accepted the experimental shots as their solution. 40% are not yet hypnotized, but will ultimately go along with the herd. And the rest of us are seeing things clearly. What the enemy is trying to do is extremely dangerous because if the masses ever awaken from their spell, they will demand justice. 
And so stress must constantly be maintained upon the masses until the mass formation is complete. We are the voice of dissent. And while we may not have much influence over the hypnotized 30%, we most definitely have sway over the 40% who will go along with the herd. We need to become the herd. Whether you think this all happened by accident or conspiracy, whether your reasons are based on religion or personal health, our voice of dissent must become one. It must grow, and it must never end. We must spread the seeds of doubt to everyone, at the gas station, at the grocery store, at work, at home, with the neighbors. They are desperately trying to provoke a civil war or a violent revolution because they can control that. Violence will not break people out of the hypnosis. It will only push more people into it. Telling the truth has become a revolutionary act. Telling the truth to everyone you meet will save humanity. So keep doing it. You can shove your vaccine mandates up your ass. You can shove your vaccine mandates up your ass. You can shove your vaccine mandates. Shove your vaccine mandates. Shove your vaccine mandates up your ass. Love that song. You're gonna. <laughs> Go around work and sing that song. You no. can shove your vaccine mandates up your ass. No, because I. Um, well, you heard that the uh, Supreme Court has shot that shit down now, right? Yep. yep. So now, and I think I told you this. Nick, I think I told you this when I heard that it was going to that, like that they were probably going to shoot it down. Anybody that had a job that was either forced to quit or were forced to take it. Should fucking class action lawsuit every company that fucking made them do it. Problem is, you'd end up putting all your companies out of business, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But anybody that lost their job ought to get their job back. No questions yeah. asked. And anybody that got the fucking thing, how about we go with this instead? You just give them a voluntary bonus, untaxed, mm-hmm. for doing the thing that you asked them to do that was illegal. You basically asked your employees to do something illegal. Yeah. I, I mean, it was against the law. And people made choices to either leave or do it. Most of them, I would say, against their will. They made a mm-hmm. choice based on their family. Either, fuck it, I'm not going to do this, or I have no other choice but to do this. Yep. I don't want it, but I have to in order to fucking survive here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel for anybody that had to do that. It's bullshit. It is. Such bullshit. It is big time. Um, but the fact that they should, here's the thing. No company should have adopted that mandate bullshit until it was heard by the fucking supreme court and and it shouldn't even have had to go through there because it should have had to go through fucking congress and get voted on it shouldn't just be an emergency mandate well mandates aren't laws sorry and i told i I was saying this a long time ago when they first came out with this bullshit mandate it's not a fucking law go find anywhere in government where it, it is a signed in law if it's not a signed in law you're not breaking the law by saying, fuck off, I'm not doing this. Right. But companies are acting like, well, we're not going to break the law. You're not. not You're breaking the law. the law by forcing someone to do this. 
And there are certain companies that are still forcing that man. Yeah, and it's bullshit. And they should be sued. Mm-hmm. Sued to fucking oblivion. No offense to these companies, but Jesus Christ, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's it, it's literally no different, Dave, than if I was a major company and you worked for me, let's just say, and I said, well, Dave, in order for you to keep your job, you're going to suck my dick. You'd have a choice to make. It's an easy choice. Well, you know what I'm saying, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, vaccine's a needle going into you. Yeah. Uh, sucking a dick is a dick going in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you maybe didn't get the needle in your mouth, but you got it in your arm, or you got it, you know, these people get something put into them they don't want in them. Mm-hmm. Well, same thing with the dick. <laughs> maybe you don't want to suck a dick, but you want to keep your job. Right. We make such a federal case about Harvey Weinstein and all all these fucking things we hear about the casting couches and all this bullshit in Hollywood. Oh, it's so bad that an actress would have to do something like that. Well, she wanted that fucking movie role, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Well, then we feel for them when they finally come out 20 years later and say, Harvey Weinstein made me fuck him in order to get a whatever. Oh, he's such a piece of shit. What about these goddamn companies They're that are making people... Thing. Get a vaccine that they don't want, but they do because they want to keep their fucking job so they can keep providing for their fucking family. It's the same thing. Yep. It's worse. And you then, can't die from sucking a dick. Eh, Unless you get AIDS or something. You might but, kill yourself afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> you might be so ashamed that you sucked a cock that you kill yourself. I mean... Most people would probably just do it and never talk about it. Not everybody has friends like Perry Caravello that bring it up as much as they possibly can. If you don't know that reference, go look up Big Three. Yeah. Enjoy that. Um, it's bullshit. Yeah. It's, it is. It's fucking... I'm telling you, dude. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's shitty that um, anybody was ever put in a position... To have to make a fucking choice like that. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Uh, let's see. What else you got? I feel like this one should kind of go right after that one. Mass psychosis. Mm-hmm. And then we move on. Okay. This is the truth about mass psychosis. I feel like it plays You have in. a society... Oh, you hear about has this? become decoupled from each other and has free-floating anxiety and a sense that things don't make sense. We can't understand it. And then their attention gets focused by a leader or a series of events on one small point, just like hypnosis. They literally become hypnotized and can be led anywhere. Mass psychosis, also known as group mind, mob mentality, or herd mentality. Before modern civilization, we lived in herds, and in order to survive in the herd, we conformed to the herd. This is where mass psychosis all stems from. The most popular examples of explaining mass psychosis are typically angry mobs and violent riots, but these are merely the end results. Mass psychosis begins when the individual mind starts to identify as a member of a group based on any unifying factor. The unifying factor doesn't even need to make sense. For many people, the feeling of unity is enough. 
Our ego mind innately craves acceptance and by default will instinctively conform to whatever group it perceives to be the majority. In order to successfully conform to the group, the individual must put aside personal intuition and follow the guidance of the group. This makes a person highly controllable and spiritually stifles the individual, which causes them to crave group acceptance even more. Man's disposition for mass psychosis has been written about for millennia, most notably in ancient scripture and philosophy. And we all experience this as human beings, whether we reflect upon it or not. Plato argued that due to the nature of group mind, democracy always leads to tyranny and subjugation. His concern was the lack of good leadership and philosophized on ways of solving this. In 1895, Gustav Bon published The Crowd, wherein he explains the key processes for cultivating mass psychosis, anonymity, contagion, and suggestibility. This work is known to have influenced world leaders, businesses, and tyrants, of which the ethics has been written about for decades. And yet, AP and Reuters outrageously claim that mass psychosis does not exist when it is in fact the corporate media apparatus to which they belong that makes this all possible. Waging psychological warfare against a group of the population who believes the media would never lie to them. This is why the term mass psychosis is arguably a better term than group mind or mob mentality. A change in the field of consciousness occurs, a devolution from divine inspiration into primitive hierarchy which has no place in a civilized society. And yet, here we are. Without mass psychosis, today's leaders would have no power. Just like advertising, everything about politics is about cultivating mass psychosis. Whereas the individual pursuit of happiness has inevitably led to beauty and innovation, creating and controlling groups of people which has been the biggest power play on earth for all of recorded history, almost always leads to death and destruction. The science and study of mass psychosis could be used to enlighten humanity by educating the individual about the power and potential of the human mind. But today, the very same corrupt media being used by wealthy elites to divide and enslave us says there is no such thing as mass psychosis. Mass psychosis is humanity's burden to outgrow. It is why we accept the lesser of two evils. Many of us are well aware of the frailty of man and the civilized world. The great psychologist Carl Jung's warning to the world was that the individual must come face to face with their own shadow. In order to accomplish this, one must liberate themselves from the collective. And until enough of us do, Society will continue to be led by tyrants and ignorant mobs. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. It's interesting. Yeah. Thoughts? Well, it's... It, like you said, it goes hand in hand with that other fucking video. It makes sense. I mean, that's what they, we've been saying for fucking years, that the controlling elite is just giving us their narrative what they want us to know. And it's all bullshit. Yeah. You know? It's pretty crazy. What do they have here, I wonder? The most banned 
videos. Let's see. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll watch this two-hour and forty-two-minute one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think let's move on to the. Oh, have you <laughs> have you seen any of the Rand Paul versus Fauci no. on the fucking Senate floor, dude? Rand no. Paul fucking destroys Fauci. It's let's watch so some of it. You don't have to watch all thirty-seven minutes of it. It's only eight minutes. I, know. I hope this is. I hope this is like a. Uh, like the back and forth, the thing. We'll see. Dr. Fauci. Best part is no ads. We don't know whether the pandemic started in a lab in Wuhan or evolved naturally, but we should want to know. Three million people have died from this pandemic, and that should cause us to explore all possibilities. Instead, government authorities, self-interested in continuing gain-of-function research, say there's nothing to see here. Gain-of-function research, as you know, is juicing up naturally occurring animal viruses to infect humans. To arrive at the truth, the U.S. government should admit that the Wuhan Virology Institute was experimenting to enhance the coronavirus's ability to infect humans. Juicing up super viruses is not new. Scientists in the U.S. have long known how to mutate animal viruses to infect humans. For years... Dr. Ralph Barrick, a virologist in the U.S., has been collaborating with Dr. Shi Zengli of the Wuhan Virology Institute, sharing his discoveries about how to create super viruses. This gain-of-function research has been funded by the NIH. The collaboration between the U.S. and the Wuhan Virology Institute continues. Doctors Barrick and Shi worked together to insert bat virus spike protein into the backbone of the deadly SARS virus, and then use this man-made supervirus to infect human airway cells. Think about that for a moment. The SARS virus had a 15% mortality. We're fighting a pandemic that has about a 1% mortality. Can you imagine if a SARS virus that's been juiced up and had viral proteins added to it, to the spike protein, if that were released accidentally? Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan? Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entirely and completely incorrect (laughs) that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Do they fund Dr. Barrick? We do not fund... You fund gain, Dr. Barrett's gain-of-function research? D- Dr. Barrett does not doing gain-of-function research, and if it is... Oh, come on. Is, ...it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina, not You don't think inserting in a bat virus spike protein that he got from the Wuhan Institute into the SARS virus is gain-of-function? That you is would not... You the minority because mm-hmm. at least 200 scientists have signed a statement from the Cambridge Working yeah. Group saying that it is gain-of-function. Well, it is not. And if you look at the grant and you look at the uh, progress reports, it is not gain-of-function, despite the fact that people tweet that, 
So do you still support sending money to the Wuhan Virology Institute? We do not send money now to the the Wuhan uh, Virology Institute. support sending money? We did, under your tutelage. We were sending it through EcoHealth. It was a sub-agency and a sub-grant. Do you support the money from NIH that was going to the Wuhan Institute? Let me explain (laughs) to you why that was done. The SARS-CoV-1 originated in bats in China. It would have been irresponsible of us if we did not investigate the bat viruses and the serology to see who might have been or, or perhaps it would be irresponsible China. to send it to the Chinese government that we may not be able to trust with this uh, knowledge and with this uh, incredibly dangerous viruses. Government scientists like yourself who favor gain-of-function research... I don't favor gain-of-function research in China. You are saying things that are not correct. Government defenders of gain-of-function, such as yourself, (laughs) say that COVID-19 mutations were random and not... So, here's the thing. Fauci says, I do not support it. He has fucking emails going back and forth with these people saying... He supports, basically, everything Rand Paul says, he's pulling right out of Fauci's fucking leaked emails, saying he supports all this shit, uh, you know, all this stuff. So, he's lying. Oh, yeah. On oath. uh, It's like, what the fuck are you doing? We have emails of you saying the complete opposite of what you're saying right right now. It's like, is he, pre- he just pretending like, uh, John Podesta's pretending like none of those emails are real yeah, for Pizzagate? Pretty like, much. well, they're real. Or you would have sued the shit out of, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. sue them if it's not fucking real. You won't because real. they're real. Yeah. Designed by man. But interestingly, the technique that Dr. Barrick developed forces mutations by serial passage through cell culture that the mutations appear to be natural. In fact, Dr. Barrick named the technique the no-see-em technique because the mutations appear naturally. Nicholas Baker in the New York Magazine said nobody would know if the virus had been fabricated in a laboratory or grown in nature. Government authorities in the U.S., including yourself, unequivocally deny that COVID-19 could have escaped a lab. But even Dr. Xi in Wuhan wasn't so sure. According to Nicholas Baker, Dr. Xi wondered, could this new virus have come from her own laboratory? She checked her records frantically and found no matches. That really took a load off my mind, she said. I had not slept for days. The director of the gain-of-function research in Wuhan couldn't sleep because she was terrified that it might be in her lab. Dr. Barrick, an advocate of -of gain-of-function research, admits the main problem that the Institute of Virology has is the outbreak occurred in close proximity. What are the odds? Barrick responded, could you rule out a laboratory escape? The answer in this case is probably not. Will you in front of this group categorically say that the COVID-19 could not have occurred through serial passage in a laboratory? I do not have any accounting of what the Chinese may have done, and I'm fully in favor of any further investigation of what went on in China. However, I will repeat again, the NIH and NIAID categorically. Come on. (laughs) See, I is fucking around with us right now. Mm -hmm. 
and labs yeah, doing it and you have allowed it here we have a committee to do it but the committee has granted every exemption you're you're fooling with mother nature here you're allowing super viruses to be created with a 15% mortality it's very dangerous and it was a huge mistake to share this with china and it's a huge mistake to allow this to continue in the united states and we should be very careful to investigate where this virus came from i fully agree that you should investigate where the virus came from but again, we have not funded gain-of-function research on this virus in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. You're, no matter you're how many times words, you're you say words, it, there it was didn't research, happen. There was research done with Dr. Shi and Dr. Barrick. They have collaborated on gain-of-function research where they enhanced the SARS virus to infect human airway cells, and they did it by merging a new spike protein on it. That is gain of function. That was joint research between the Wuhan Institute and Dr. Barrick. You can't deny it. Senator Paul, your time, time has expired. Dr. Fauci, I will let you respond to that. We need to move on. <laughs> Excuse me? You're, I will allow you to respond to that, and then we'll move on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say, we, I, I don't know how many times I can say it, Madam Chair, we did not fund gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Thank you. Senator Smith. What a fucking dude. That wasn't even, like, the... Uh, the good one? <laughs> like, I've seen... Oh, this goddamn thing. Let's see. There's... Um, I've seen uh, other ones where Rand Paul and Fauci, like... Because this, this this one, yeah, that was nine months ago. There's ones that happened, like, Recently. within, like, the last month where, dude, Rand Paul hammers him. And Fauci's, like, he's getting pissed off. Like, Fauci's getting pissed. I like Rand Paul. Let's see. I just want to see. Let's see. It's another eight minutes. Yeah, that, that one was like two more, months ago. That one's more recent. Here's two weeks ago. Complete heated exchange between Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci. Let's do this one. Okay. This is probably the one that I thought the other one was going yeah. to be. You nope, not happening. Dude. Sorry, Fuck. sorry. Uh, D2RPN.com. You're not getting an ad on this. Wait. <laughs> Dr. Fauci. The idea that a government official like yourself would claim unilaterally, unilaterally to represent science, that any criticism of you would be considered a criticism of science itself, is quite dangerous. Central planning, whether it be of the economy or of science, is risky because of the fallibility of the planner. It would not be so catastrophic if the planner were simply one physician in Peoria, then the mistakes would only affect that physician's patients the people who chose that position. But when the planner is a government official, like yourself, who rules by mandate, the errors are compounded and become much more harmful. A planner who believes he is the science leads to an arrogance that justifies, in his mind, using government resources to smear and to destroy the reputations of other scientists who disagree with him. In an email exchange with Dr. Collins, you conspire, and I quote here directly from the email, mm -hmm to create a quick and devastating published takedown of three prominent epidemiologists from Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. Apparently, there's a lot of fringe epidemiologists at Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. 
And you quote in the email that they were from Dr. Collins, and you, you agree that they are fringe. And immediately there's this takedown effort. A published takedown, though, you know, doesn't exactly conjure up the image of a dispassionate scientist. Instead of engaging them on the merits, you and Dr. Collins sought to smear them as fringe and take them down. And not in journals, in lay press. This is not only antithetical to the scientific method, it's the epitome of cheap politics, and it's reprehensible, Dr. Fauci. Do you really think it's appropriate to use your $420,000 salary to attack scientists that disagree with you? Let's hear you guys say faggot. <laughs> the, the email you're referring to was an email mm-hmm. of Dr. Collins to me. If you look at the email that you responded to and hurried up and said, I can do it, I can do it. We got something in Wired no, magazine. No, no, no. I think in you usual did. fashion, Senator, you are distorting everything about me. Did you First ever object all, to Dr. Collins's characterization of them as fringe? Did you write back to Dr. Collins and say, no, they're not fringe, they're esteemed scientists, and it would be beneath I, me I did to not do that? Res- you responded to him that you would do it, and you immediately got an article you, in Wired, you, and you sent it back to him and said, hey, look, I've got him. I nailed him in Wired of all scientific publications. That's not publications. what went on. You there you go again. <laughs> you just do the same thing every hearing. That was your response. And so, this, wasn't, so, this wasn't the only time. So your desire to take You're down people. You're absolutely incorrect. As usual, Senator, you no. are incorrect almost everything you well, said. Well, no, you deny, you deny, right. but the emails tell the truth of this. No. This wasn't the only time. Your desire to take down those who disagree with you didn't stop with Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. You conspired with Peter Dazak, who you communicated with privately, and other members of the scientific community that wrote opinion pieces for Nature, Five of them signed a a paper for Nature, an opinion piece. Seventeen signed a paper that called it conspiracy theory, the idea that the virus could have originated in the lab. Do you think words like conspiracy theory should be in a scientific paper? Senator, I never used that word when I was referring to it. You're distorting virtually everything. Did you communicate with the five scientists who wrote the opinion piece in Nature? Were they... We're describing, oh, this, there's no way this could that have come from, was from not the lab. me. What did I did. you talk with any of those see, scientists but privately? You keep, the, you keep distorting did you? the truth. It is, it did is you stunning talk, how did you, you do Did you talk that? to any of the scientists privately yes. who wrote the opinion? You did. Well, what were they telling you privately? Well, well, let me explain. You know you're going back to that original discussion when I brought together a group of people to look at every possibility with an open mind. So you, not only are you distorting it, you were completely turning it around, as well, most you of the scientists do. that came to you privately, did they come to you privately and say, no way, this came from the lab? Or was their initial impression, Dr. Gary and Dr. others that were involved, was their initial impression actually that it looked very suspicious for a virus you know, that came from a lab? Senator, we are here at a committee to look at a, a virus now that has killed almost 900,000 people. And the purpose of the committee was to try and get things out, how we can help to get the American public. And you keep coming back to personal attacks on me that have absolutely no relevance to reality. Do you think anybody has had more influence let, over let a response to this than you have? Do you Madam think it's a great Chair, success? I, Do you think it's a great success what's happened well, so far? Do you think you, the lockdowns are good for our kids? Do you think we slowed down the death rate? More people have died now under President Biden than did under President Trump. You are the one responsible. You are the architect. You are the lead architect for the response from the government. Mm-hmm. And now 800,000 people have died. Right. So you think it's a, a winning success what you've advocated for government? 
Um, Senator, first of all, <clears throat> if you look at everything that I said, you accuse me of in a monolithic way telling people what they need to do. Everything that I've said has been in support of the CDC guidelines. Wear a mask. Get boosted. And you've advocated to make it coarser. Take, take and a look at forth, everything that I've said. You've advocated it be done by mandate. Right. You, you've advocated that your infallible opinion be dictated by law. Right. So, again, Madam Chair, I would like just a couple of minutes because right. this, this happens all the time. You personally attack me <laughs> and with absolutely not a shred of evidence of anything oh, you say. Baby so I would like to make feelings? something clear to the committee. He's doing this for political reasons. What you need to do is he said in front of this committee. You think your takedown of three was, prominent was epidemiologists was not political? You, you don't want me that to finish because you know what I'm going to say. Senator, that was the question. Senator, Were you political will, in taking okay, down right, these three point, prominent epidemiologists? Senator Paul, if you would please, um, I'm going to allow this, uh, the, Dr. Fauci to respond. We have a number of senators who would like to ask I'm related questions. To Joe Biden. I would like him to be able to respond. Please right. So the last time we had a committee of the time before he was accusing me of being responsible for the death of five, four to five million people, which is really irresponsible. And I say, why is he doing that? There are two reasons why that's really bad. The first is it distracts from what we're all trying to do here today, is get our arms around the epidemic and the pandemic that we're dealing with, not something imaginary. Number two, what happens when he gets out and accuses me of things that are completely untrue, is that all of a sudden that kindles the crazies out there, and I have life that threats upon my life, harassment of my family and my children with obscene phone calls because people are lying about me. Now, you know, I guess you could say, well, that's the way it goes. I can take the hit. Well, it, it, it makes a difference. Because as some of you may know, just about three or four weeks ago, on December 21st, a person was arrested who was on their way from Sacramento to Washington, D.C., at a speed stop in Iowa. And they asked, the police asked him where he was going, and he was going to Washington, D.C. to kill Dr. Fauci. And they found in his car an AR-15 and multiple magazines of ammunition because he thinks that maybe I'm killing people. So I ask myself, wh why would Senator want to do this? So go to Rand Paul website, and you see fire Dr. Fauci with a little box that says, contribute here. You can do $5, $10, $20. It doesn't say kill doctor. It says no. fire. That's good publicity right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all the memes after this were like, like Rand Paul's, like uh, I think he is either he did or or Donald Trump Jr. put out something like, "Look, Fauci promotes firing him <laughs> himself or whatever." Yeah. Uh, it it's almost over. A hundred dollars. So you are making a catastrophic epidemic for your political gain. 
So the you only have thing politically that, the only attacked thing that your can, colleagues uh, the, and in a politically reprehensible the way that, that attacked that their reputations. Okay, you we, won't defend it. No, you won't well, argue it. I'm You'll just sorry, simply turn around the attack. Continue this hearing. Notice how Fauci doesn't ever answer any fucking Nothing. actual question. No. All it is, his only response to anything is, you're personally attacking me. He makes it, oh, you're I'm the lying. victim, I'm the victim, yeah. I'm the victim. No, answer the fucking question. Yeah, that's why he keeps asking the same questions. It's it's so annoying. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me. Did you see President Clinton, uh, President Clinton, President uh, fucking what's his dick, and his wife on New Year's on Christmas Eve taking yeah. phone calls, and he yeah, says, yeah. "Let's go, Brandon." Yeah, I and, and he goes, uh, "Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon." Yeah, it's great. No, we we played that. Did we play? I couldn't remember where I saw um, it. I think yeah, we played that on a Rock, Rock Vegas. Vegas. Okay. Uh, when we recorded uh, right before New Year's. Okay, because I couldn't remember. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing it. I remember yeah. we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, you hadn't seen it, and I played it for okay. you. Yeah, that shit yeah. was fucking hilarious. Fuck yeah, it was. It was great. Um, all right, so... So Fauci's bad. Well, we've we're known that. That's what we're getting Oops. at, right? Shit. I hate doing this from up there. I, I fucking... All right. What was this? I sent this to you. Yeah, I but think I, I tried it. watching it. I'm not friends with them, so I couldn't watch it, I don't think. Okay, let's see what it is. It's been so damn long. This report, which they did way back in the 80s when they went and trained at the Monroe Institute in astral projection. This report got released, it got declassified, I think, way back in the 90s. But there was this missing page 25. So this was very mysterious. Why is this page gone? And no one knew where it was. And then just a few months ago, they found the page 25. It was suggesting that they were other realities other than our own a multiverse in effect and also that you could reach these levels of transcendence that could be potentially tapping into notions of god or wider consciousness and this is the absolute your ultimate potential as a divine being this is crazy the cia had this report which they did sorry all right so it's i mean i know there's really no like set up to that is just kind of like hit you with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not 100% sure what the uh, what it's from. Uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I was hoping it would somewhere in here they would say what the documents are anyways all right okay so there's that so there's that we'll uh skip that one okay because i don't think it's really gonna do anything for the listeners uh this is funny yeah i watched it i didn't quite understand what the fuck i was watching it's, like <laughs> <laughs> it's it reminded me i think i sent you this more for humor purposes because it reminded me of like the like, remember like the spaghetti monster yeah. or fucking yeah. whatever yeah. religion that they were doing, and the guy said, oh, "I can get a calendar on my head for my driver's license photo." Well, this guy's got a fucking boot on his head, and mm-hmm. he's gonna give everybody a free pony and all this. It's just we're not gonna watch yeah. it though. Um, maybe we can try this one. I don't know what Amazon knows about you. Amazon has more data on you than you think. And here's how you can find it. First, go to Google and search request Amazon data. Google? Click the first link. 
And then you can pick through any of these categories you want to know. We're just going to request everything. And then you can download any of these categories that you want to know about. Here's what Alexa knows about me. And here's my viewing history down here. Apparently, I really like watching the boys. I want to Amazon try has it. more data on you than All you right. think. And here's how you can find it. First, go to Google and search request Amazon data. All right. He went to Google. We're going to go to Google. <laughs> Google. And we're going to... Oops. And we're going to put in, what was it? I think he said he clicked on Google search, didn't he? Yeah, but he had. Uh... Amazon has more data on you than you think. And here's how you can find it. Really pay attention. First go to Google. Request and search Amazon requ data. All right. Okay. Request Amazon data. This could be really embarrassing for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. He says, click the first one. Yep. Obviously, I'm going to have to log in because I'm not logged in. Right? Mm-hmm. To access personal data that isn't available in your account or in your device. Okay. Go to request my data. Select the data you want to receive. Click somewhere when you're done. Okay. So... Maybe I should log in first. Eh? Yeah. Google it. You spelled it wrong. I love clock two. Didn't you? I didn't see the, the two. I changed it. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I took off the two and put a three. Oh, okay. All right. So, wait, let's see what he says after that. Amazon has more data on you than you think. I hate that it has to restart. And here's how you can find it. First, go to Google and search request Amazon data. Did it. Click the first link. Did it. And then you can pick through any of these categories you want to know. We're just going to request everything. All right. You didn't have that, though. Maybe we go here. Oh, there you go, yeah. Yeah, we just needed to get here. He skips over that one yeah. section. All right. Request all your data. Submit request. Sent a confirmation link to your email. All right, so I gotta log in my fucking email. Actually, I think I have my email over here. How on, dumb. On a different thing. So let me check my email real quick. <clears throat> yep, there's the email from uh, Google. <laughs> from Amazon for Amazon. All right, confirm data request. We've received our processing. All right. Oh. This is what it says. We've received and are processing your request to access your personal data. We will provide your information to you as soon as we can. Usually this should not take more than a month. Oh In exceptional God. cases, for example, if a request is more complex or if we are processing a high volume of requests, it might take longer. But if so, we will notify you that there will be a delay. That's crazy. His was like two seconds. Yeah, but because of he, he put that out, lots of people are probably doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we can't... Do a follow-up. <laughs> we're going to have to do a follow-up. Once I get it, 
I will go in and I'll, I guess we'll, you know, once I get the data, then, you know, as long as we remember, we'll fucking, we'll hit it on a future episode. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so I can't, we can't do it, I guess. All right, so, all right, there's that. Oh, there was, um, fuck, what was it? You have an iPhone, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to. I had been hanging on to an article for a really long time, and I wanted you to try it on your iPhone. Okay. Let's see if we can get the article. It wasn't from that website. Yeah. What? Yeah. All right. Uh, so this is the article. Did you know that your iPhone has a setting so you can listen to conversations happening meters away? An actor shared her surprise after discovering Apple's Listen Live feature on her phone and said, so basically we're all spies now? Um, so... so I think there's a video that shows you how to do it. Uh, so she's she's an actress who's best known for starring as Gemma Simmons in the ABC superhero drama Marvel's Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, she wrote, When someone explains the ear button on your iPhone means you can listen to conversations happening by your phone from 15 meters away. The Listen Live feature is actually designed as a hearing aid tool and can be added to your iPhone shortcuts. The website explains, Live Listen can help you hear a conversation in a noisy room or hear someone speaking across the room. With Live Listen, your iPhone, iPad, or iPod iPod Touch becomes a remote microphone that sends sound to your made-for-iPhone hearing aid. If you are meters away from your phone, you can still listen to the sound via wireless headphones or hearing devices, depending on their range. To activate, go to Settings and then to Accessibility and then select Hearing Devices. Then tap the name of your hearing device under MFI Hearing Devices. Now, I, I am curious about this. By the way, that squeaking's my dog, in case you guys can hear that. I'm not sitting here playing with a dog toy. <laughs> so what I wanted to do, because you you have an iPhone, and mm-hmm. I don't know anybody else that really has one, I wanted you to see, I don't have one, and I don't know anybody else that has one, so we can't, like, really test it out. So, once again, we're going to have to do a follow-up on this. You're going to have to have Joy be doing something on her phone, and you're going to have to be in the garage and see if you can listen to her conversation from the garage. Yeah, I, I went on to turn it on, but I have to have a Bluetooth uh, speaker accept, uh, connected to it first. So, you have to have a Bluetooth speaker connected to your phone. Mm-hmm. Before I can turn on that device. Before you can turn on... Yeah, so like when you go here... The, the ability that, to, to... Yeah, I can't put the thing down here until I pair it with a, okay. a headphone. So then I'm curious. You're going to have to try this. Oh, I'm going to. And see if if Joy can have a conversation or something on her phone. Or I wonder if it's just you can access her phone, like hear what's happening. Like let's say she's sitting in the living room watching TV and you're in the garage. I don't know if that's 15 meters. I don't know how many fucking meters it is. But, like, if you did that, if you could 
like I want to know how do you access somebody else's fucking device in terms of listening. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. That's so that yeah. you're gonna have to kind of like look this up and and play with it. Maybe watch the video, or maybe there is a video. Maybe we can watch the video. So, Just pictures. So that's what the uh, yeah. the thing looks like. Um, I thought this was a video, but it doesn't look like it is. Or is it? No, it's just a picture. Just four pictures. So, anyways, that was one thing. Okay, I can I can do that. It's on my. So we'll both have some follow ups here. Uh, I don't remember what this is. But I sent it to you. That was uh, something about Epstein, wasn't it? Oh yeah. So this is this is the Epstein killing himself. Uh, security cam footage. Now, if this doesn't look as fake as fucking, like I think we filmed better shit than this. Yeah. Does that look like somebody that's trying to kill himself? No. It it looks like, okay, not that I've sat here and watched people commit suicide by choking themselves, but one, I thought they all the cameras were off. Mm-hmm. Two, this isn't how you do it. No. Not that I'm an expert, but you don't sit on your knees and try and do this. You You, you literally have to make it so that your feet have no way to push up on. Right. Hence the reason, if you believe the like the Bible and uh, how Jesus died, how they had to come in and fucking smash his legs so that he couldn't keep pushing up on that thing to mm-hmm. breathe. Because you need mm-hmm. to, you know what I mean? You have to, well, he's sitting on his fucking knees trying to choke himself. This is clearly fake. Yeah, oh yeah. And what's, the, I mean, it's it's minute, but what's all the orange shit everywhere? Like, that's, those are the, yeah, I don't know. I, I assume those are. Uh, maybe the blankets or something. They're just because that's like a bed mat looking thing. Yeah, it's just it's just weird how it's all. And it looks like he's got like a gas mask on. You know, what I mean, like what's the black thing around his neck? I don't know. This, this it's it's so bad. That's not him. No. I mean, it, it, they're trying. I don't know if they're actually trying to pass this off as like a real thing or if this was some sort of like silly uh, reenactment that like Jimmy Kimmel or something did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, let's see. What was this? I don't remember this one. So you brought condoms. Oh. What else did you bring? Look, this is not. But oh, yeah. that, they. And then you sent these pictures. I don't. Anyway, <laughs> I I don't believe there's anybody out there believes that I have anything other than consistent interest in making sure every child has these are all our children you talk about taking her out to buy sexy bras and panties and thongs when i ask him about his obscene screen name <laughs> he starts to laugh well <laughs> you think this is funny you know i'm just not going to go there if we keep doing that that's i mean there's something i got to tell you i'm chris hansen and i work for a show <laughs> called dateline nbc oh come on man <laughs> It's yeah. obviously a parody, but it's really funny. Yeah, it is. I remember that. Uh, it's good shit. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Um, that We don't need to cover that. We've covered that before. What is this? 
You sent this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After School Satan Club. Yeah. In Illinois, yeah. no less. Yeah, that's why I sent it to you. <laughs> yeah, I had seen this. This is fucking crazy. Where are the Satan Club's trained educators trained? Is there a They're Satan School of Theology? No, we've uh, we've got educators who have volunteered with us. We vet them. We do the criminal background checks that aren't required of after-school clubs and haven't been required of any of the religious clubs because we want to be responsible about this. And um, we we make sure that they understand the curriculum, they understand what we want to do in this program, and that they're able to execute that. So, uh, I love your use of the word execute. Um, <laughs> so what's interesting to me is in public schools, you can't pledge allegiance to the flag. You can't pray. You can't have anything that's religious in terms of like whatever. You couldn't have a Jesus club after school, but we can have a Satan club. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, hey, Satanic Temple offers kids a wholesome. Oh, I was reading that. Oh, sorry. A wholesome. Wholesome. Yeah. That's the whole part. It's wholesome. wholesome. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I'm trying to hurry this along because I think my dog has to take a shit. All right, this is this is Pisaki. I'm enjoying you too. Thank you. Thanks for having me. But I, a little bird told me that you said you might be retiring and resigning the job this year. Say it isn't so. <laughs> is it true? I, you know, I, I don't know when I'm leaving. Uh, this is an honor and a privilege, and I love working for President Ob- President Biden every oh, single day. Oh, enjoying you wait, so much today. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? I really am. I'm enjoying you too. Thank you. Thanks for having Hang me. On. But I, a yeah. what did she me say there? You said you might so be retiring, one more time. resigning the job this year. Say it isn't so. <laughs> is it true? I, you know, I, I don't know when I'm leaving. Uh, this is an honor and a privilege, and I love working for President Ob- President. <laughs> President Obama? Yeah. Did you just say you love working for President Obama? Yep. Well, my Michael, my Michael, my my Michael, Michelle. Yeah. So Nancy Pelosi did the same fucking thing. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi slipped up because she just loves the idea of pushing through President Obama's Build Back Better plan. Mm -hmm. Well, that's weird because Biden's saying it's his. And then we got Psaki saying she just loves working for President Obama. I mean, uh, Biden. Yeah. So it's what we always thought and it goes back to that great video clip of obama saying if he could just have a third term by you know being behind the scenes and talking through somebody else and mm-hmm. and huh because that's exactly what's fucking happening yep exactly did you right. watch this one yes i love this, this is one. great all right so we'll, we'll end with this hope one. it's true we shall see first on t 45th president of the United States. 45th and 47th. 47th. Yes. 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 I love that. <laughs> Mr. Donald Trump. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. And he walks up there and fucking hits a hole. Trump one. National. Clobbers the ball. Beautiful. Beautiful. That goddamn ball game. could have went right in the fucking water and they would have said beautiful. It's pretty middle all the time. We'll listen to it one more time. That wind's stronger than you think, huh? First on T, 45th President of the United States. 45th and 47th. 47th. Yes. yes. That's <laughs> fucking good. Well, we'll see. Um, sure would be nice, wouldn't it? Fuck yeah. God, after the way we, this fucking, everything is shit the goddamn bed in this country. Yeah, no shit. Let's see. Um, Well, that was kind of interesting. A lot of this shit this guy sends me gets fucking blocked right away. So, I don't know. Um, the only thing I wanted to talk about, we don't have to do it today. I wanted to talk about the whole Russia-China thing. 
or Russia Ukraine thing. Yeah, I kind of want to let that play out a little longer before we discuss it because it, it's we're at the beginning of it, and mm-hmm. I'm not super versed on all the nitty gritty details. Okay, so. I mean, it, we we could do it, but we'll be watching video or reading articles, and we'll be kind of learning about it. Yeah, like, I, I really don't know. It's it's weird. So this whole thing with Russia and fucking Ukraine, this is like a long, ongoing thing, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't really know that much about. It. Like, I, I hate to say that, but I really don't. Like, it's all right. I just figured I'd ask. I don't know much about it either. That's why I figured I'd bring it up. It's something that could end up being a major fucking problem, though. Okay. Um, I, I do know that, like, typically in an event like uh, Russia going in to try and, like, take over Ukraine, United States would come in and be like, fuck off. Right. Uh, we're going to make sure Ukraine doesn't, you know, we're going to back up U- Ukraine here or whatever. But then there's, like, this whole thing, because if you remember all the fucked up deals hunter did with mm-hmm. ukraine and all mm-hmm. this shit and like biden's blackmailed from here to the moon yeah every by country russia ukraine china you nate kazakhstan that whole yeah. thing going on in kazakhstan supposedly there's shit there like i, I don't know that like it, it's so much that like i'm not even sure what the fuck's going on mm-hmm. so like this is something that i'm still trying to wrap my head around and understand so i really don't want to like beyond what i just said i really can't talk because no, i don't fine. i don't really yeah. know no, much fine. beyond I that i bring it up because it's it's current and yeah well, i don't know much about it so you're usually my new source so yeah. I'm well, that, th- this is one that's like i i feel like it's they're all it's all connected in some way it's mm-hmm. just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on mm-hmm. you know what i mean like what's the moves here with yeah. all this so it's it's a big giant fucking mess and uh yeah, I don't know. Uh I could have sworn I had other stuff, but I I thought I had I, I don't have anything else on here. CIA deleted it already. No, I, I went through st- but like it had been so long since we had been in studio. I think I probably just got rid of shit cuz I thought oh, we'll never fucking get to it. I tried going through my email looking for stuff and I don't see anything that's standing out. Um, so I don't know. I guess maybe we just call this one here and uh, we'll have to uh, sit down again here in mm. a couple of weeks and hit it again. That'll work. But yeah, um, I don't know. We did an hour and a half. That's enough for this week, I guess. It's good for now. Um, yeah, I don't know. So... Thanks for being here, buddy. You got it.
please subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes, and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. If you enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, then spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method, and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Listen to shitty music. And I ask myself the tough questions. Why am I listening to the same song over and over again when I could be listening to the D2R Podcast Network? And is it true that he who smelt it dealt? And why the fuck did the chicken cross the road? And what the hell is on Joey's head? Hey, I wonder if Yoko Ono saw yesterday today. I wonder if tomorrow was yesterday. Rockford reference. The D2R Podcast Network. Live for today. Or yesterday.